welcome back to Hot Girls Read with Stina. Hey everyone, my name is Stina and I am the host of Hot Girls Read. Here we nurture our mind, body, and souls by reading personal development books. We discuss skills and techniques we learn from the text to manifest the lives we want, and we cultivate self-love to become the best version of ourselves. Nothing is hotter than a confident girl who is strong mentally, physically, and spiritually. We are back again with part two, talking about the book, The Mountain Is You by Brianna Wiest. This is a book about self-sabotage, why we do it, when we do it, and how to stop doing it for good. In last week's episode, I covered the 18 reasons why we self-sabotage and how we can fix them. In these episodes, we are getting to know our brain and body and why we react to our circumstances. The mountain is really just us and we are mastering how to climb that mountain so we can reach the top and experience a life of emotional intelligence, self-love, and resilience. I have really enjoyed reading this book. On the show, I, I try to cover all of the important key elements for you all, but I would definitely recommend getting a copy of your own to always have. If you want to hear about other parts of the book I do not discuss on the show, then you'll want to follow Hot Girls Read on TikTok at Read underscore podcast. I post a lot of videos about the text and give personal development tips you can implement into your daily life. Learning about ourselves and taking action is one of the most impactful steps we can take in our personal development journey. Today, I am talking about triggers and diving deep into the emotions we feel when we get triggered. Learning about the emotions we feel when we get triggered will help us understand what needs we are truly desiring underneath the emotion. Getting down to the root of our triggers will ultimately guide us to freedom. I hope you all enjoy the episode. I don't know about you all, but there are plenty of situations I can think of where I have been emotionally triggered in the past, and it's honestly not a good or positive feeling at all. I would love to be able to turn the switch off where I just don't feel like I need to or want to react anytime I am triggered. And this book has really helped me think about what is actually the root cause of my trigger and what needs I am searching for in my reaction. This episode is going to be really interesting for those of you who can relate to this. The exciting thing is we are in control of no one but ourselves and we can learn to turn that switch off when a potentially triggering situation comes up. Now that we've already talked about the reasons we self-sabotage, we can dig a little deeper and find out who we really are as a person and what we really desire or need in our life. Then we can stop manifesting negativity into our life and instead manifest positive outcomes. Learning this will help us in overcoming our self-defeating behaviors and can help us pivot our life to one where we are in alignment with our potential and who we are down to the core. Brianna starts with saying that each negative emotion we feel comes with a message about ourselves. The thing that occurs in our life that causes the negative emotions or triggers us is not the problem. The problem is we don't know what to do with how we feel because we don't have the emotional processing skills to do so positively. 
When we explore our triggers, we can then use this information to create a positive life change. We don't want to just get over the negative self-sabotaging emotions in order to make the change, but we want to listen to what our mind is telling us. And most likely it takes us back to a previous life experience. If you listened to last week's episode, then you heard me talk about how we develop our self-concept between the time we are born and to about four to six years old. And we don't have a lot of memories from that time and therefore have to do some deep work as adults to improve ourselves and improve our self-concept. It is important that we are able to interpret our negative emotions in efforts to stop self-sabotaging and make a positive life change. Some emotions we may feel when we are triggered are anger, sadness, guilt, embarrassment, jealousy, resentment, regret, and chronic fear. Anger is a beautiful and transformative emotion. Brianna says that we we try to resist anger because it is connected to aggression or being aggressive. However, it is healthy to feel angry because it can show us what things we truly care about in our lives. Instead of avoiding anger, we can accept it and it will show us where our true priorities lie. Anger makes us take action when change is necessary. For me, I feel like anger is probably the very first emotion I feel anytime I am initially triggered. I can just feel it going through my blood and that's and that's going to be a a hard emotion to try and suppress. But I think what Brianna is saying is allow ourselves to feel the emotion and then investigate the why so that the next time we don't feel that emotion as strongly because we've done the inner work. Sadness is a normal emotion in response to losing someone or something you love very much. It may also come up in the aftermath of a big disappointment. Sadness is only problematic if we deny ourselves the space to fully grieve. Crying is a sign of mental strength and people who find it difficult to express sadness struggle with acknowledging their their feelings and being vulnerable. This made me think about a person in my life who recently told me that they couldn't remember the last time they cried and that it was probably when they were a little kid. And this person is like in their 40s. I was like, oh my God, you need to go home and cry right now. Light a candle, take a bath and just let it out. We should never feel embarrassed or wrong for needing to cry. It is just a natural part of processing emotions. Unfortunately, I think this is a lot harder for men in our society. Studies show that they have a lot harder of a time processing their emotions because they are not really taught they are not taught pro- uh, processing skills at a young age of how to deal with their emotions, whereas women are taught to talk about their emotions with their family or their friends and are able to process and move on a little bit easier. This doesn't apply to everyone or every case, but this is what the research shows. Guilt is an emotion we feel more intensely when it's something we didn't do instead of something we did do. Guilt is an emotion we feel 
early on in uh, childhood and it comes along with us as adults and we project it onto our current lives or circumstances. Guilt requires us to look deeply into ourselves to discover what behaviors we feel badly about and how we can correct them. For me, I I feel guilty if I don't go to a family event. If you didn't listen to the trailer, I, I come from a very large Italian family. I'm the oldest of five. I have four younger brothers and we are all very close. I have lots of cousins. But anyway, this guilt I have stems back from my childhood of being the oldest and feeling a responsibility to be present. Whereas I know my brothers and younger cousins don't feel like they have that obligation. And it's a pressure that I have placed on myself and I'm working on setting up boundaries so I don't feel that pressure to attend every, every event. Embarrassment is an emotion we feel when we know that we do not behave in a way that we are proud of. We are the only ones that feel the depth of that embarrassment. But if you feel like you are genuinely doing the best you can and being the best version of yourself, then embarrassment becomes an emotion of the past old version of yourself. And I can think of things that occurred, you know, a year or two years ago that I'm embarrassed about. But I know that right now I'm working on becoming the best version of myself. So embarrassment isn't really an emotion I have I have recently um, felt. If we do not process the emotion of embarrassment, it turns into shame, which is much worse and can, can harm our self-concept in the way we view ourselves. I love the show Big Mouth on Netflix, and this made me think of the shame monster who goes around making these little uh, mi- these middle school kids feel awful about themselves because they are going through puberty and do weird things when when they're alone. So anyway, we want to make sure we process this emotion when it comes to light to prevent anything much darker from occurring. Jealousy is an emotion that is just a cover up. We are feeling jealousy when we are feeling jealousy. We may think we are angry or judgmental, but in fact, we are sad and dissatisfied when when we are jealous of someone else, it is because we want what they have and we are angry that they are pursuing it and we are not. Instead, we should use it as a tool for understanding ourselves and what we deeply desire. And then we can turn jealousy into admiration for that thing or person and take action for ourselves in pursuing the desire. Resentment. Resentment is an emotion we most often feel towards other people when they do not live up to the expectations we created of them in our minds. The interesting thing about resentment is it tells us more about what we should change about ourselves versus what the other person should change. If we resent someone because they didn't love us the way we thought they would, then we should not be mad at them, but rather show Show love to ourselves in the same way we expected it from the other person. Brianna says other people are not here to love us perfectly. They are here to teach us lessons, to show us how to love them and ourselves better. I think this message is so powerful because we constantly make up expectations in our head of how other people should treat us. And really it all starts from within. We need to focus on ourselves, love ourselves, and in return, people will reflect that. 
Regret is an emotion similar to jealousy in which we we show ourselves not what we wish we could have done in the past, but what we absolutely need to create going forward. People regret, regret what they didn't do, not what they did do. Regret is trying to motivate us to do the things we want to do with l- the limited time we have. For example, if you didn't love someone while you had them, regret is showing you that you should appreciate people now. The last emotion we may feel when we get triggered is chronic fear. Chronic fear happens when we cannot stop returning to fearful thoughts. Often there is no real threat and the reason we respond with fear is because of an underdeveloped internal response system or sidelined trauma. We we shift our focus to a potential threat so we are always ready to protect ourselves. Having these fearful thoughts constantly in our mind are controlling us. We are putting our energy into things that are outside of our control instead of focusing on things that are in our control, like our habits, actions, and behaviors. Improving these areas would actually help us change our life instead of focusing on things we can't control. To get over chronic fear, we have to we have to get through it. Instead of resisting it, just accept it. Whatever happens, happens. The fear is that if we accept what we are afraid of, then it must be true or come true. However, the truth is that when we stop being afraid of what we cannot control, we become free and are no longer distracted by negative thoughts and irrational thinking. Brianna says all of these emotions we feel from being triggered are not external forces there to torture us. Instead, they are there for us to see them and what they are and then to find better, healthier ways to fulfill them. When we self-sabotage, our our subconscious mind is trying to communicate with us. For those of you who don't know, our subconscious mind makes up 95% of our brain power and keeps information stored away for us. Self-sabotaging behavior behaviors tell us what and how we have been traumatized in the past. With each self-sabotaging behavior we demonstrate, there is a fully encrypted reason why we are doing it and what previous life experience led us to the behavior. If you want to learn about the 18 reasons why we self-sabotage and how to fix it, then you're going to want to go back to part one of The Mountain Is You uh, by Brianna Weiss. This is the subconscious mind trying to communicate with us. Self-sabbing, uh, self-sabotaging behaviors are the, the subconscious mind trying to communicate with us. This is a little confusing, so I'll give you some examples Brianna gives us. One way we might self-sabotage is going back to the same toxic person, whether it be a friend or a romantic partner. The subconscious mind is telling you that it could be time to evaluate your childhood relationships. If you find something comforting about someone who hurt you, there is usually a reason and you got to dig deep into, into why. Another example is eating unhealthy food when unhealthy foods when you don't want to. What your subconscious mind is telling you is that you are doing too much and not giving yourself enough love and nourishment. 
Or it could be that you're emotionally hungry because you are not satisfying your true hunger for something else. My uh, my Stina insight, Stina insight for the episode is that I think everyone should see a psychoanalyst. So much of who we are as adults is because of our experiences as a young child. And a lot of us have suppressed those memories and we really need another person to help us discover those deep-rooted wounds. I'm not saying you can't do the inner work yourself, but I think it would be really it would be really cool to do a deep dive into why I am the way I am with a licensed professional. I haven't personally done this, but it is something I would definitely like to do in the future. It is it's no different than doing that um doing one of those 23 and me's to find out your ancestry. It it's a positive step in discovering who you really are. Brianna says we we tune more into ourselves by listening following our heart and pursuing our passion. Any feelings that come up in our present moment are are valid, but often not true. Our emotions are, are not always accurate reflections of what's going on in our reality. That is why our thoughts <coughs> our thoughts are are so powerful. Our thoughts create our emotions and having a strong mental diet where we discard the negative thoughts and feed our mind with positive thoughts will help us in no longer responding or feeling a negative emotion when a previously triggering situation comes up because we know we are in charge of how we feel. Nothing that anybody else does is responsible for our emotions. Only we are. And we need to take accountability for that. To end today, I I want to leave you with a statement from Brianna Weist. She says, we begin to experience feelings of peace and joy in our life when we condition ourselves to take action repeatedly each day that helps us become clear, calm, healthy, and purposeful. If we want to master our life, we have to learn to organize our feelings by becoming aware of them. We can trace them back to the thought process that prompted them. And from there, we can decide whether or not the idea is an actual threat or a fabrication of our mind. I am on this journey with you and processing our emotions from triggering situations is going to take time, but what matters is that we are taking action and doing the work to ask ourselves these questions, find answers, and make a change that will irrevocably manifest a better version of ourselves. P.S. In our next episode, we are continuing to talk about the book, The Mountain Is You by Brianna Wiest. This is the last episode where we are discussing how to build emotional intelligence. Self-sabotage is ultimately just a product of low emotional intelligence. But don't worry, by the end of these three episodes, we are going to walk away with greater self-love, empowered resilience, and a stronger emotional understanding of ourselves. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave a review. I would love to hear your feedback. If you are interested in what books we'll be reading next, or if you just want to see really cute pictures of Gia, follow Hot Girls Read on Instagram and TikTok at hotgirlsread underscore podcast. You can also fill out the Q&A if you are listening on Spotify and have questions you'd like me to answer on the next episode. 
Episodes will be dropped on Sundays. Thank you all so much for listening. See you all next time on Hot Girls Read with Stina. Oh, 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 oh